It's the clash of the table toppers in the Premier League this weekend. OTB Sports Radio, the only place to hear live and exclusive radio commentary of Manchester City versus Liverpool on Sunday. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan on this extended show until 8 o'clock this evening because we've been bringing you live commentary of Munster's defeat to Exeter. Um, a, maybe a Pyrrhic victory for Exeter. 13 points to 8. They beat uh, Munster by at Sandy Park. Now Thumman Park will host the second leg of the last 16 tie next Saturday afternoon at 3. And also a great day for Ulster. 26 points to 20 winners over Toulouse in France with Robert Balakoon scoring a hat-trick. Last night we saw Leinster beat Connacht uh, by just a few points but they're going to go back now to the Viva Stadium next weekend. Still joined by Andy Dunn on the line. Andy, you've been watching that with Conor Morris. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired after watching that. Well, it was chaotic. It was frenetic. It, it had everything. Um, Munster was struggling early in the game and maybe keeping it to only 10 points gave them a little bit of a, a chink of light. And then when Exeter had two players put to the bin, they were able to capitalise somewhat, I suppose. Possibly, they, they. I mean, they they had two massive chances to capitalise more when Exeter were down to 13 men, and they they made really strange tactical, strategic choices, and they shot themselves in the foot. So, I mean, they held they held on with this heroic defence on many many occasions throughout the game, but it was of their own making. So they put themselves under huge pressure, and, and I had mentioned during the game with, with Connor, they, like they were hell bent on stress testing their own defensive system, <laughs> and they were able to stand up to it. So yes, their defensive system is strong, or certainly their last ditch defence is, is uh, doesn't lack work rate or, or, or courage. But why do that to yourself on repeat? I mean, they were so impulsive in attack. They they ran the ball from deep taking on a lot of risk at times and, and when they they actually were impressive enough to create space running from deep and when they got in the clear they, they kind of inexplicably made handling areas when they weren't even under pressure so they ended up unable to get out of their territory um, and certainly not doing it in a simple or direct way and, and they shot themselves in the foot on so many occasions they've got to be exhausted coming off the field but given the level of, of uh, territory that they gave up for about 60 minutes in the game I would take 13-8 all day long going back to them. Was it an improvement in any way from the Leinster game last week? Uh, no I wouldn't say it was an improvement I think when I look at them still and this is not this is, this is old news at this stage but it's very very hard to define what it is they're trying to do or how they're trying to play that, that to me always spells danger you look at a team who are so rudderless and impulsive I mean they're exciting but they they had clear options all through their team today we know they were uh, they, you know they had late withdrawals through injury and they lost some key players but they had a very very strong front five they had experience in terms of age and just that kind of hardness competition hardness and the likes of Scanlon Stephen Archer John Klein in the front five they had a very young but competitive back row and they had British
finish yeah, line. You're, you're kind of battling the crowd there, Andy, just to let you know. It's just Sorry, uh, I, I, the, I'm not sure if you can hear me. I'll try and speak better, up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, I, they had a very experienced and, and a battle-hardened front five with a young and dynamic back row. They have a British line at nine and they have a, a ten with a, with a cannon of a boot. They had the resources and they had the ingredients to play a very, very different game. But they played a game like they had none of those um, resources on the field. When they chances to, to scrummage and contest against six men with Exeter, with a front five like that, and they, they chose to ignore it. When they had a chance to get out of their territory, they never used Healy's cannon of a boot. The, the only kind of strength or resource that they used to great effect was their dynamic young back row who was getting them out of trouble at rook time when they were already under pressure in their own territory and it doesn't sound like there was anything done constructively by design it was it was get yourself out of trouble on repeat and um, it's not really a way that you want to survive in this competition but yet they managed to survive Keith Earls with a really crucial late uh, try-saving tackle. When you talk about experience, he hadn't played in a while. Joey Carberry, Peter Mahoney, Gavin Coombs, Dave Cookcoin, Tyke Byrne were all out today. You needed someone like Earls there. Yeah, and that is the type of tackle that changes these type of games. You know, a two-legged encounter, 13-8. It could have been a tw- you know a big shift in terms of momentum. He, it wasn't even his wing. He ran 70 metres in the 78th minute, having not started a game for three months at his age, and he takes down a fella, um, Wood- Woodburn, who's faster and bigger than him. It was heroic. It was one of the most <laughs> inspirational tackles I've seen in a long, long time in any Irish shirt or provincial club shirt. It was phenomenal. Um, and mo- if they come through this second leg in, in Limerick, um, they'll go a long way to thank him. He was. It was just a special special moment apathy I think is one thing I would have never posted on Munster uh, all the years I watched them and to have that game against Leinster not full at Thomond Park is just probably reflective of where everybody feels they are right now with Munster and like people got to turn up they got to feel energised um, if they're paying to go in to see this great province this great club that has been so huge in the, the fabric of Irish life I mean Munster needs to be strong and uh, like maybe the players will come back some injuries uh, will be you know healed during the week and we'll have um, a, a better s- squad to pick from but Munster needs to just make a real big statement at home now next week and win this tie and get to the quarterfinals yeah I think so it was so so concerning what you mentioned last week you know not full Tom and Park is always concerning, particularly when, when Leinster come into town. And you, you've got, I think you've got a case where, where people are unfortunately voting with their feet a little, but I think they are they are jaded. I can understand a supporter of this team being tired. I'm tired, watch, after 80 <laughs> minutes. Um, and I haven't watched them, you know, I haven't watched them as closely as, as you know, their, their most loyal fans will watch them on a weekly basis. But it, it would be exhausting. I, if you look at their, their management, it's it's at times it, you have Roundtree there who, who was part of the famous ABC front row of Leicester with uh, uh, Garforth and uh, Cockrell. And they had a very clearly defined way of playing. And they had Martin Johnson in the second row behind them. They would so many opportunities in that yellow card period to impose 
impose themselves as a scrum against a weakened and vulnerable Exeter scrum at that stage and they chose to ignore that so there's no clear identity and purpose in that approach and maybe Roundtree's message isn't getting through there then you look at how they, they ran the ball from deep on so many occasions which isn't the Munster way it, to me that looks like um, Larkham's influence and but it looks like a bad version of the ACT Brumbies who, who were so successful uh, back in you know the late 90s early 2000s they're trying to play almost like that way run it out of your own territory attack space from deep but they let themselves down on a number of occasions doing that and I can't see a clear Van Gran input at all across that and I, I think that becomes exhausting over time for a, for a culture that Munster fans have become used to and were spoiled from, from the 90s and, and 2000s of, of this was an institution that you would not break down, That was an, it was a club and a, and a province and a culture that very very clearly played a certain way and you knew what you were getting when you went to one of those games and you knew how they were going to play territory, you knew they were going to be smart and you knew they were littered across the field with game managers and cerebral thinkers about the game this looks like a bunch of really heroic and courageous athletes who don't spend time understanding you know clear strategy in games or they're not being coached about it and I, I think it makes sense that a monster audience start to lose interest over time because they're not seeing a shift or they're not seeing any discernible change in direction and that's why that new appointment is so crucial. Uh, Keith Wood was speaking on OTB AM during the week about actually it's, it's a bigger thing here. It's a bigger project that Munster have to get right by talking to people and talking to the clubs and talking to the schools and getting everything right going forward into the next few years. Um, individual performances, anybody that caught your eye amid the chaos? Well, I thought, actually, I thought um, Stephen Archer did a brilliant job and after about 10 minutes it looked like one of those days where the, the scrum was going to get pinged for about 5-6 penalties but Archer and Scannell seemed to, to regather themselves after the first 10 minutes and gave them some solidity in the scrum and obviously Klein being a good scrummaging second row behind him uh, did very well and put in a number of huge tackles that were defensively um, that changed momentum early on certainly in that first half so I, I was quite impressed with the Munster front five in that period and at the same time the young dynamic back rowers who not that much experience in Kandelan and, and Hodnett did brilliant stuff but it was all last ditch heroics and that's not how they want to play but if we're picking out anyone who constructively made a difference across the 80 minutes to be honest I would struggle I didn't see anyone who was consistently doing their job in a constructive way there were many people who had game or try saving moments and, and Connor Murray indeed had two of them but on the flip side of that his job as a nine is to show and exercise a bit more control in the game and some of his kicking was was disappointing to say the least so it's, it's a it's, it's a team with a split personality 